This podcast is sponsored by Primal Kitchen Restaurants, providers of fast, casual dining experiences where taste and the freshest ingredients always come first. To learn more about franchise opportunities, visit PrimalKitchenRestaurants.com. That's PrimalKitchenRestaurants.com. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, featuring fresh and lively commentary on all things Primal, including Q&A sessions with Primal Blueprint founder, Mark Sisson, special guest interviews hosted by Mark Sisson, and conversations with Primal Blueprint authors and other health and fitness experts. The show is presented by Damage Control, Master Formula, the world's most potent multivitamin, mineral, antioxidant, anti-aging supplement. Available at primalblueprint.com. Past episodes are available for download or to review written summaries at blog.primalblueprint.com. And now, introducing your host, L. Russ. Hi, everyone. For those of you who do not know this amazing young woman who is our guest, she has been a source of inspiration and hope to millions of people. At the age of 13, during a surf session on Halloween morning, 2003, Bethany Hamilton was attacked by a 14-foot tiger shark, which bit off her left arm and seemed to end her career as a rising surf star, but in fact did the opposite. Just one month after the attack, Bethany returned to the water and over a year later won her first national surfing title. Bethany, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. You are such an inspiration to me. I love your book, Soul Surfer, and the accompanying film that came out in 2011 of the same name. You have been such an inspiration to millions of people. And I also love your hometown so much. I spend a month in Kauai this summer, and I just am so in love with where you grew up. It's such an amazing place. Oh, yeah. I love where I live. And it definitely keeps me outdoors and active. And yeah, and I team life for surfing. So (laughs) yeah, and you have a great book I want to talk about later that came out last year called Body and Soul, which really is inspiring and sort of, you know, about staying healthy and active for young women. But I don't want to get into the details of the shark incident itself. And anyone can go online and read more about what happened or see the film and and they can be taken through the tragedy. But one of the things that really resonated with me recently was I, I saw a video where you were asked if you could go back in time, you know, would you would you keep your arm and cancel out that shark attack or would you not change a thing? And you said you would go through it all again. And, you know, this is kind of a similar sentiment that happens with a lot of people who get, let's say, breast cancer and then survive it. And they say it was, you know, one of the best things that happened to them, even though it seemed like the worst thing in the world. So... I would just love to hear about, you know, how the seemingly horrible incident in your life became one of the most positive events. Yeah, it's amazing looking back on the shark attack and um, just how my family and I got through that time and kind of fast forwarding to now and who I've become and just my life has been known as a shark attack survivor and um, all the things I've done since. But yeah, I look back on the shark attack and I definitely, I feel thankful that it happened to me because um, since then I've been able to share my story of hope with so many people that are going through hard times around the world. And um, I think that that is such a wonderful thing. And when we can love on other people, um, it just makes life that much more meaningful and um, rewarding in a sense. 
Yeah, you are involved in so many charitable efforts. You know, your own foundation, Friends of Bethany, which reaches out to encourage amputees and other people offering hope to overcome tragedies, and really through your your faith, your your faith in Christ, which you know is a sort of integral part of your story and how you relate to it. Tell me about some of those moments, not necessarily specifically, but when you are standing in front of other people throughout the world who have, let's say, they're still in the hospital recovering from something that, you know, you had yourself. What's that experience been like for you? Yeah, I look at like when I go through my hardest of hard times and there's been hard times since losing my arm. Of course, we all have challenges in life. And I think of you know, what is it that strengthens me and helps me to overcome? And I hugely attribute my overcoming to my faith in God. And, um, you know, rather than placing my hope in myself and in my abilities and um, what, you know, my my dreams in a sense, I I have hope that, first of all, that God loves me and cares for me and has um, strength for me to overcome different circumstances. And like, I can look to my future and just know that God is a part of it, no matter what I go through. Are there any particular sayings or things of Jesus from the Bible that resonate with you or that you share when you go throughout the world? Because even if people aren't Christian, there are still very relatable, wonderful things there, you know, right? And so I'm sure, yeah. you know, ask and you shall receive, or there's all sorts of other themes and tidbits in, in all religions that sort of, you know, meld together. What are some of your favorite themes or, or sayings of Christ that really helped you through this? Yeah, I feel really grateful that people are willing to hear my story, even if they are not a Christian. And, you know, we're all in different places um, throughout our lives. And I think it's a blessing to be able to share what brings us hope through hard times. And um, one of my favorite Bible verses is Ephesians 2, 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. And what I appreciate about this is just realizing God's grace in our lives. I think so often we can be carried away with just not feeling good enough in life or just um, kind of struggling with different things that are wrong. Um, that we keep going back to. And I appreciate that it's a reminder of God's grace in our lives and how He forgives us and gives us hope beyond our struggles. One of the things about you that's so inspiring is, you know, a lot of people would have taken them several years to really get back in the water, you know, after a frightening event like that. And I, I, I'm not a surfer, but I'm a stand-up paddler. And I know that yeah. I don't, I don't know how quickly I would have gotten out there. You were out on the water three and a half weeks after your injury. I mean, were you ever scared or, or does, or has there ever been a moment since that incident where you get in a weird vibe and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to go in. I'm not going to surf today. Has there ever been a moment like that? Or are you just sort of have a fearlessness about you since after the incident? Yeah. I mean, I've always kind of had a fearlessness about me, but I remember being in the hospital and I was in the hospital for recovery for about one week and I had already planned to get back in the ocean and I attribute that being able to talk to a guy who was a little older than me named Mike Coots and he had actually lost his leg to a shark and then learned how to surf with one leg and he shared that with me in the hospital and so that was my hope that like hey maybe I can surf um, even with one arm 
And for me, I was more scared of not surfing than of sharks. So, of course, like I was excited to get back in the ocean as soon as I could. And I was just waiting for the doctor's orders to allow me to. And then ever since then, once I got up on the board, I've been surfing since. And today I'm a professional surfer and I enjoy traveling all over the world surfing very exotic surf breaks. And it's awesome. I love it. And yeah, you know, uh, as far as fear of sharks now, I think I'm pretty normal. Like most surfers, you know, the water is really dirty and brown and just kind of like murky and after rainy. Yeah. It <laughs> like gives you that vibe. Uh, I definitely get a little eerie about it. But yeah, it's funny. The day of my attack, the water was perfectly crystal clear blue, like absolutely gorgeous day, like not the sharky vibe at all. So who knows what a shark vibe is. <laughs> that's right. That's right. One of the things too about fear of water that I love about you is, you know, you went to Thailand after the tsunami, right? And you really helped kids get over their fear of the ocean after that. Can you tell us a little bit about working with those kids and what that was like? I mean, and there must have been so much hesitancy and fear uh, on the behalf of these children not wanting to go in the in the water. Yeah, I had went a year after the huge tsunami in Thailand um, with my dad and brother. And we worked with an organization called World Vision. And a lot of the families, um, you know, they're, they make a living by fishing and being in the ocean. And it's a very simple lifestyle, but the ocean is their everything. And many of the young people and older people were, like, terrified of the water and the ocean. So... Um, I had a really great opportunity to be able to share with them my story and, and how um, I overcame my fears and and then take them surfing. And, you know, a lot of the kids just hesitantly sat on the beach, but a few got out there and then eventually everyone was like out in the water and overcoming their fear. And um, this was over a year after the tsunami and many of the kids hadn't even stepped foot in the water since. Whereas normally they would be in the water every single day. So it was really just such a cool experience being able to help them overcome their fears and, yeah, share a little bit of my life with them. I bet you really inspired a lot of those kids also to start surfing. It'd be interesting to see where they are now. I bet a lot of them are like, you know, because of her, I'm on my board every day. (laughs) Yeah, I know. There really isn't much surf there, but we had some little fun waves. And yeah, but you never know spark some surfing interest in Thailand. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I love this also, this, this new book you wrote 2014 called Body and Soul, sort of a guide to fitness, eating, taking care of yourself for young girls or really anyone out there. Um, you said something in the book that really resonated with me. You, you talk about how a lot of people are like, I charge hard and then I splurge hard, you know, like I'm going to go do a huge workout and I'm going to go pig out. And you were like, you know what? I don't really look at health and my body that way. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So my passion with this book was really targeting teenage girls, but actually really women as a whole. I see our culture is very unique nowadays in that, like, your looks are everything. And um, so many girls are being bombarded with this, like, just need to be um, perfect in a sense. And it's kind of... Absolutely. And I live in Los Angeles, so you know it's worse here. (laughs) It's pretty, like, a lot of it's very unrealistic. And, um, yeah, it's just very bombarding. So I wanted to encourage girls in their overall health because... At the end of the day, like, 
where is your value? And your value is in so much more than how perfect your nails are or your hair or um, how skinny you are. But I want to wake up feeling energized and like enjoying like getting a sweat on and enjoying like the activities that I love to do that make me feel good and make me healthier. And on top of that, eating right too. And and I think there's so many like fad diets and um, just a lot of bad information, um, like, you know, calories, like so many people don't really understand the beauty of just good, natural, pure food. And they're busy counting calories while eating terrible food that's so bad for them. So I wanted to just encourage girls and, and give them some good, solid information. And I was able to team up with um, someone who I really look up to, Dustin Dilberg, and he kind of like helped him and his wife helped guide guide the information to be very like spot on and yeah yeah it's really great I love how you talk about not being afraid of fat you know that's something that we here at Primal Blueprint you know there's been the huge transition in the past few years you know finally the world is coming around and saying oops everything we thought about low fat was yeah. wrong and you know you really point that out in your book, which I really like, because that's something young girls need to be aware of, is not to be afraid of it, even though it's constructed in us to be afraid, right? They're totally afraid of fat, but then they'll be like feeding themselves a ton of sugar, which is even worse. So yeah, it's definitely like just trying to like change their mindset, I guess, in a sense on like correct information and things that really will make them healthier. Now, you also, this year, became a mother, correct? Yeah. Um, Congratulations. That's so great. You have a son, right? Yeah, thank you. His name is Tobias, and he's five and a half months old now, so it's pretty wonderful, and I'm loving being a mom. What are some of the, are there some new challenges? I mean, obviously, you live, you've lived with one arm for a while, so, you know, you're probably used to your routine, but then having a little baby come along, I mean, were there some you know, it must have been some new awkward moments there physically. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, when I got pregnant, I definitely, my mind was spinning on like, how am I going to do certain things like change his diaper and just hold him um, correctly when he's a newborn and supporting his head and neck. And now it's uh, getting clothes on him as a challenge. But yeah, I think I've been really um, able to adapt well and, you know, I'm able to change his diaper and, yeah, give him a bath and, yeah, just finding little nicks and, like, cre- being creative with one arm. Um, but, yeah, it's been so much fun and I love it. And honestly, like, the hardest thing is probably getting him to nap, <laughs> which right. is, like, every parent's problem or most parents' problems. <laughs> Well, you even, you, you served, I'm, I'm surprised this kid can even sit still for a second because you surfed some pretty crazy dangerous waves all yeah. throughout your pregnancy. That, that kid's probably like, I'm ready to <laughs> just go out there and surf. I mean, you obviously were very fearless then. You surfed Pipeline. It's an extremely dangerous wave. I've seen it break. I've been to Pipe before. Um, you surfed some other really intensive stuff all throughout your pregnancy. Yeah, I did surf a lot through my pregnancy. And for me, surfing is kind of like walking, you know, like I don't think twice about it. And it comes very natural and easy for me in a sense. So I think a lot of people when they think like, wow, she surfed when she was pregnant, like that's so dangerous. Um, You know, there was never really moments when I was actually like fearful for myself or my baby. 
and I'm very like respectful of like my baby's health because that's very important to me. So, but yeah, I had a lot of fun. It helped keep me in shape and kept me sane through my pregnancy too. So <laughs> I bet. Is there on the note of like body and soul and, and nourishing yourself and, you know, treating your body like a temple, was there ever a time in your life when you, you did kind of eat crappy and you weren't on the right path there and you had to figure it out? Um, you know, did you ever have a sugar addiction or anything? And have you always been sort of naturally inclined toward this or just something you developed? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I grew up on a typical American diet, a lot of junk food. And, you know, my family would just thrive on fast food whenever we were out and about in town and whatnot. So uh, I think it was sometime in my later teenage years, um, some girlfriends and and myself kind of started like taking note of healthy eating and slowly learned more and more about how to eat right. And um, I had started off actually when I was a teenager, I didn't have my menstruation very frequently. So I went to a health practitioner to help guide me with that. And a lot of women think it's fine that they don't get their menstruation, but often it's a sign that your system is overloaded. And um, I recommend women to go to someone to help take care of that because it's really important to get that frequently. And um, yeah, from there, I kind of started off doing a cleanse and cut out all junk food, sugar, um, and just took like a lot of supplements to help cleanse my body. And I could feel the difference even as a teenager. And a lot of people think like, oh, when you're young, you can eat whatever, but it really will catch up to you at some point or another. Yeah. What were some of the noticeable changes? I mean, you know, were you like, wow, I don't have that skin rash anymore, or I am not sleeping five times during the day. Like, you know, were there any, what were the changes that were so positive when you did adopt a healthier Yeah, um, energy level and my energy level went up and uh, my skin cleared up a lot. And then on top of that, I got my menstruation. Um, So those are kind of the three main things for myself. And yeah, I mean, my husband and I, we travel a lot too. So sometimes it's like, I mean, we're very conscious when we travel, but sometimes when you're on the go, 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 it's just really hard to keep up with things. So we'll come home and kind of do mini cleanses. And actually right now we're on a mini cleanse. So a couple weeks of just extremely clean eating. And yeah, you talk about like kind of cleanse without cleansing on your website, right? Like just eating whole foods. You don't have to drink water and lemon for five days. You know, you, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like just eliminating any foods that cause people to have allergies, like dairy, wheat, um, gluten, um, eliminating all sugars, not really eating any sort of carbs. We'll have like a little sweet potato because otherwise my husband just like eliminates he like gets skinny if he doesn't eat certain foods like too fast. So yeah, it's like, so you can still function throughout your day, but you're still cleansing your system. And I really like this approach because I do see myself get, um, I like lose that addiction for sugar and that need for sugar when I kind of starve myself from it. And yeah, I feel Right now, we're about a week into it, just over a week into it, and my energy levels were a little low midweek last week, but now I'm feeling a lot better, so. Yeah, those first, like, four or five days are always a little tough, especially, you know, that sugar thing is such a 
terrible staircase downwards, right? You know, when you, when yeah. you, you know, you sneak it and then all of a sudden you're like, ah, I'm back on this sugar train. Damn. You know, <laughs> then you have to like get off it. No coffee in the morning too. So I'm like, oh, I miss my coffee. <laughs> yeah. That good Hawaiian coffee. <laughs> Tell us about what you're doing now. I mean, you, your website's amazing. BethanyHamilton.com for everyone listening. You've got great videos up there. You've got smoothie recipes. You know, your website actually is one of the better websites I've seen. It's really substantial and it also gives a great timeline of, of you and, and what you've accomplished. It sort of gives a great, you know, because you've been pretty much a celebrity since you were 13 and you're now, <laughs> what, 25? Yep. Yeah, I mean, you're sponsored by Rip Curl, a company I love, um, but also you've got your own line of sunglasses now. Like, what's in the future ahead for you? I mean, I want to hear about, you know, the obviously you've got the book, you've got some sunglasses. What else is happening in terms of products or things that you're promoting? Yeah, at the moment, um, yeah, we have a lot of exciting things in our future. And uh, I also do a lot of public inspirational speaking, too. So You were just in California recently, I saw yes. on your website. Yeah, you speak to a lot of like ministry group, like youth Christian groups, but a lot of other groups. I do all sorts of speaking, like everything from um, speaking to youth, to corporate, to Christian groups. And yeah, I love it all. So it's a lot of fun. And um, I'm actually working on a, a new documentary film called Surf's Like a Girl, and it's kind of highlighting my surfing story, which a lot of people don't really know um, the level of surfing that I have. And they kind of just know me as like the shark attack survivor who continued surfing, but <laughs> right. don't know beyond that. So just kind of um, highlighting my surfing ability and also encouraging women and girls in, in their sport. and their passion. So it's kind of my biggest passion project at the moment. And I have some other things, but they're not developed enough to share. So <laughs> nice. And, and how often are you traveling uh, throughout the year? Yeah, probably like up to five months a year. So we're trying to balance it out and like cut it down a little bit now that we got a little guy. So he's just not totally trying to recover from jet lag all the time. Um, right. I mean, that's that's a huge adjustment right there, having to bring a little one with you. Yes, it is. But my husband is so supportive and we're kind of a team. We like to do things together and work together to just live life as a family. And I think that that message is so like it comes through in your book and the movie as well for everyone, just how, what a wonderful supportive environment you grew up in and that you do have and how important that is when someone's going through something tough to have the people around them encouraging them and now you're doing it for millions of people what are some of like if i'm sure there's so many wonderful moments of you speaking and encouraging others throughout the world but are there a couple of people or moments that really stand out like wow this really touched me you know whether it was meeting an amputee somewhere or teaching a kid how to surf i'm sure they're all wonderful but are there a few that stand out that really are meaningful to you? Yeah, well, um, definitely the first thing that comes to mind is um, my foundation, Friends of Bethany Hamilton, puts on a retreat for amputee girls. And oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, basically we spend the weekend with about 25 amputee girls who all have their own stories and have been through so much or are still going through so much. 
And I love it because I love to be one-on-one with these girls and just be real and share life and encourage each other through their their struggles. And there's some amazing women out there who have been like have overcome so much and um, being able to just kind of relate to each other and talk about like, how do you put your arm, your hair up with one arm? Like if they have uh, one arm sort of thing, but we have leg amputees too, but just like simple stuff like that is so fun. But, and then even getting all the girls in the water and I'm talking like some of these girls have no arms or are missing legs and they're all getting out there in the surf and giving it a go. And it is awesome. That is so wonderful. I mean, honestly, I feel like everyone needs to hear, read, watch your story. I mean, even if anyone just goes out and and watches the movie Soul Surfer, I actually literally watch it twice a year because (laughs) I do. It so inspires me so much. I mean, I also love the audiobook version of your book. Um, but it's so inspiring to me, your, your level of perseverance. And, you know, we've got a lot of people listening in to our podcast who might be struggling with a health issue or a diagnosis, and they're trying to work through that, you know, and get, and get better. And I feel like watching your movie or, you know, listening to your book is something that is really helpful. I, I hope people take this note and get online and check out your story because to me, it's just an incredible I don't know. I've been so inspired by you. I'm so grateful you're on the show, but it's really changed my life. I mean, I can't imagine how many times I have tear jerked and the level of gratitude that you have after, you know, witnessing and learning about your story, just, it changes everything. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Growing up, my mom always encouraged me to like look for things to be thankful for rather than dwelling on the hard things in our path. And I think especially when you go through hard times, it can be really easy to get caught up in like pity partying yourself. But I mean, even if I had no limbs, I still have so much to be thankful for, like my family and um, my faith in God and how much God loves each and every one of us and just like being able to go outside and be in the ocean and um, just being healthy. Like there's so much to be thankful for and having your community there to support and encourage you is so important when you're going through a hard time as well. And I look at my family and feel really grateful for how they have been there for me through the hardest of hard times. Yeah, I mean, not only did you get through it and come out on the other side, but then you really achieved your, or, and still are achieving your dreams of professionally surfing. What's the next competition? Or, you know, what's the next, I mean, I know you're doing the documentary, but are there any uh, upcoming competitions or things like that we can look out for? Yeah, I was actually just in a contest this last September in um, Southern California, the Swatch Women's Pro, um, held by the World Surfing League. and. Um, That was awesome. I didn't do as amazing as I had hoped, but I worked my butt off after my pregnancy and um, put a, ripped a few waves in the contest. So that was awesome. And yeah, I'm actually kind of setting contests aside to work on this film. And it's, so that's kind of like how my professional career is. And with a lot of action sports and board sports, like 
you can kind of do that. And it's awesome because I just get to go hunt down really good waves and have a blast. <laughs> That's great. When should we expect to see this documentary? Do you know what roughly when it's going to be released? Yeah, I'm hoping, um, planning to release it actually around this time next year. So excellent. Yeah. I love watching surfing <laughs> and I can't wait to see it. Thanks. What would you, uh, we have a few minutes left here. What would be something you would tell someone, let's say they don't have the kind of family support and community support that you had going through a tough time. If someone really needs to, you know, move forward, they've got, whether it be a debilitating condition, a quote unquote disability, even though I, I don't like that term at all, but, but, you know, have something that is shocking like that happen to them and need to get through it. What kind of words of wisdom or hope would you give? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's so important to have different passions in life and things that you can kind of keep your eyes on and kind of keep you driving towards that. So I think it's really important to recognize what you are passionate about and keeping your focus on that. Um, you know, when I lost my arm, I could have like dwelt on being scared of sharks and um, feeling like discouraged that my arm is gone and what am I going to do with my life now? And, but instead I just recognize that like, Hey, I am passionate about surfing and I'm not willing to let it go quite yet. You're going to, so, you were going to find a way and you did. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I can kind of like, I take that same correlation and a lot of things that I do and like, why am I doing this? Or why am I working towards this goal? And it's usually um, hidden behind or, you know, driven by my, the, it's because I'm passionate about this. So finding those things that you're passionate about and keeping that at the forefront of your life and um, through your struggle and like kind of clinging to that rather than, you know, getting down on yourself for different things. So Right. Continuing to move forward. And yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Please visit BethanyHamilton.com. Check out her new book as of last year, Body and Soul, and also Soul Surfer and the movie Soul Surfer. Thank you so much, Bethany. Mahalo. Aloha. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Got a passion for Primal? Join Mark Sisson on a mission to save the world. Become a Primal Blueprint Certified Expert today. With our dollar down payment program, it's easier than ever. Just pay $1 to start and $89 a month for the next 12 months. The Primal Blueprint Expert Certification is the most comprehensive online Primal Paleo Certification program of its kind. Explore the fascinating world of ancestral health from the comfort of your own home with this premier multimedia experience. Perfect for health and fitness professionals, as well as individuals looking to up-level their primal practice. Visit primalblueprint.com slash get hyphen certified to put a dollar down today.